everyone, and welcome to I Love This Terrible Game, a video game show where we talk about... Night. let me check my notes. Video games! We've got... What a surprise! Oh, we've got quite the battle with That's what we talked about? Holy shit! We're, How are we talking about nonsense? I am, of course, Michael Colby. With me today, we have Chris Shugnasty. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the worst way I've heard my name pronounced. I that's so take it. That's my favorite way to do it. Um <laughs> we got Bran Chan, which uh, who I picked specifically because they were drinking tea, tea. at the time. <laughs> yep. I was drinking tea. Good. We got CJ. I'm trying to summon my cat to me. <laughs> Thinking about it. And we have Natalie. Hello! What's going on, everyone? Have we been playing video games this past two weeks? Unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> Actually played video games. We know what I've been playing, because why change things? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Um, I, I'll start today, um, because I played two things really, um, and neither of them were super exciting. Um, I was playing, uh, the Super Mario 3D World, the re the one that came out on Switch. Um, not super psyched about that, but it does come with that Bowser's Fury. I was going to say, how is the Bowser, uh, 3D World is whatever. It's a... 3D Mario game. I don't love 3D Mario games except for Bowser's Fury. <laughs> I did get all the way through that. Um, very cool. Uh, I thought it was like, you know how Majora's Mask is the only Zelda that I like? Um, mm -hmm. I, I felt like Bowser's Fury was sort of the same thing for Mario they took like the regular Mario thing and did something with it that was interesting. And I really appreciated that. Um, so you're saying Bowser's Fury is the Majora's Mask of Mario games? That is exactly what I'm saying. Because it's sort of the same, but more interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's just there's a big... There's a big, crazy monster Bowser that, like, shows up every once in a while. And no matter what you're doing, you have to fight that crazy monster Bowser. <laughs> and... Perfect. Yeah, it's, it's like, really cool. There was a couple of times when I was doing, like, a really hard platforming section. And then all of a sudden, like, the rain starts. And you're uh -oh. like, oh, no. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> this Bowser comes up and he's, like, shooting fireballs at you and, and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, this is insane. But does he rain down from the sky? It does. The rain? It, the yes. rain? Yeah. Like, it gets cloudy. It starts raining. And then this Bowser comes up and he's jumping all around and he's shooting fireballs at you. And but he's also giving you new platforms to like jump around on so you can get to stuff that you can't get to when it's when he's just not normal. around. So like it's really like it's just the Mario thing. You're just collecting That's a really cool That's yeah. a cool mechanic where it's like, hey, Bowser's coming. Now you can get some special stuff. Yeah. I, I like a persistent enemy in a game. 
Um, and I like, you know, something that changes the world around and yeah. So it was, it was very cool. Um, definitely also spent like half that game as a cat or something. The power up. (laughs) Yes. Is, is a cat suit that lets you climb up stuff. Um, it also lets you swipe at enemies and then you have to collect cat shines, which make your cat lighthouses light up. And then it like, (laughs) it like opens up new parts of the map, uh, because it clears away this goop that's in the water. And then you, that's pretty cool. Then you ride a dinosaur around and, (laughs) um, yeah, it's really weird. (laughs) No, that sounds like a Mario game. Yeah. So I really appreciated that. I don't know. I can't imagine that anybody who's interested enough in Mario, Super Mario 3D World um, doesn't have it by now. And I don't know if I would suggest it, you know, spending $60 on it because it is a Nintendo first party game. So it is a $60 game. Um, of course. <laughs> so, but Naturally. if you have access to it, to borrow it from somebody like I did so you can play through it once... I definitely suggest trying it. Um, and the other thing I've been playing is Skyforce, uh, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later. It's just a top-down um, plane shooter, which is the thing that I've been feeling nostalgic for, which brought up my um, like, topic for today. So we'll like talk a bullet about hell. Yeah, well, it, I wouldn't call it a bullet hell. Um, it's just a shoot 'em up. It's more in the like, like the 1942 style, 1942, oh, so, 1943. Okay. Yeah. So it's not bullet hell, but it, it's got that shoot 'em up. You know, there are bullet hell ish sections when you get to, cause there's three, you know, there's regular and then there's hard and then there's insane for each of the levels. And once you get to the insane parts of the levels, they it does get a little bullet hell e. So yeah. It's got something for everybody. That one I definitely do recommend. It's on Switch and PlayStation and probably Xbox and PC, but it's it's a top-down plane shooter, which is something that I I, I love for a reason that we'll get into later. Uh, so Skyforce, check that out. Chris, what have you been playing? Uh, I got real real deep into Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh no, we lost another one to Final Fantasy (laughs) fourteen. Yeah, you were talking about that last time. Yeah, so I have a Dragoon who is level 42. I have a Puglius who's like level 20. And I just started started a Marauder who is still at level like 2. Good God. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what it is. Like, I'm not an MMO guy generally, but I've just been having a lot of fun just doing quests. Like, my my Dragoon, which was my first character, I got her to, like, level 20 before I did, like, my third story mission because I did every possible side quest. So she was level 20. So I just kind of cruised through, like, the next eight or nine main story missions because I was seven, eight levels ahead of where I needed to be. <laughs> So just like, hey, go kill this really tough enemy. Oh, it's an instance battle, so we have to take away some of your levels because you have too many. (laughs) So they had to level cap you. Yeah. So like, I would go from like 23 to 18, 
and I'd still be four levels above the enemy. Because that, that enemy is at like 14 or 15. <laughs> so I'm, I still have a gap. It's just not big. <laughs> big. That's, uh, yeah. Final Fantasy 14, man. I got I got friends who have been playing that thing from the beginning and just are still playing it and still trying to get me to play it. And I just, I just can't. <laughs> I have hundreds of hours in that game. Oh. And I've only been playing it for like two or three weeks. Oh my God. <laughs> and then the other game that I got roped into playing because it is also free. <sighs> I got roped into playing Valorant. Which I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's um. Yeah, I have heard of Valorant. Is that that God thing where you're no, a god? No, it's that's Smite. Okay. You're of Smite. Okay. Valorant is Riot's um, Riot's version of CS:GO. Oh God. So it's it's not League characters, but it's like it's like think if Overwatch was CS:GO. Oh. <laughs> it's that. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> Oh my god. I thought people were toxic in League. Oh uh, no. Wow. And it's worse because there's a voice chat. Oh. It looks like it looks like a cross between Overwatch and Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, a little bit. Oh my yeah. god. Everything that you guys are saying about this game makes it sound worse. <laughs> like every okay. time anybody opens their that. mouth, it sounds worse. It is terrible to do do solo queue in that game. Because people suck. But I've played a couple times with my friends, and it's a lot of fun with them. Because we just sit in Discord, and because we're in Discord, we can just swear at each other, be loud as we want, and nobody can, like, gets in trouble. Because, I don't know if you know this, Riot's games now, all your Riot games will record everything you do in-game. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. So, like, if you fuck up bad enough, BAM! No more you. Wow. Ban hammer drops. Yeah, this is the reason I don't play anything with other human people. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, with with my friends and stuff, it's fine. It's with, a lot of fun. Yeah, with your friends, it's it's always fine. But solo keeps sucks. Yeah, there's also that thing of the people on the other team or whatever are still allowed to talk, and it's always horrible. <laughs> Aha, this, see, this is why I have text chat turned off, so I don't have to listen to the other team. <laughs> good, uh, good. Okay, uh, so if you're looking for something free and you have friends... <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> Valorant is the way to go. If I've also been playing Halo, but I'm going to save that for the next thing, because okay. I, I got a thing. Got a thing. Got you a got thing. a Halo thing. I got a Halo thing. Perfect. So I'm done. Okay, can't wait to hear your Halo thing. Brent, what have you been playing? All right. Uh, well, I'll start off with the one that we hadn't talked about. Uh, I was looking for another card-type game, so I installed Bring a Pain, um, which is a dungeon-crawling card game. Um, so uh, this one's a little bit where the monsters are cards and you get various items in your inventory. And that that is like, it's very important. Like your, what you have in your inventory that affects your stats and what it does uh, affects the gameplay a lot. And 
in each, like, you, you go through a bunch of set of dungeons in a ring. I've not actually been able to, to beat one full ring. Um, but, like, the order that you pick up things and beat the monsters can be very important, too. So uh, it's a game where you got to really watch what you're doing to get further on into the game. Um, I'm really digging it. A uh, game can last anywhere from 20 seconds to about 10 minutes, though. So... <laughs> 20 seconds when you die Yes. (laughs) in 20 seconds. Now, very important question here. Um, Is this game on game pass? Is this, is this the one I passed up when I read the um, (laughs) description that said it's a deck building roguelike? Yeah. Cause there's no deck building per se, but it is a roguelike, but I think you could probably deal with it. If you could deal with something like monster train. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, as yeah. everyone knows, I do love Monster Trains, so... Yes. Um, it, it was that, also that in Humble Monthly, out? if you have that. Uh, it came out a few months ago. I had passed it up when it originally came out on Game Pass. I was like, eh, because the trailer for it was really, like, I don't know. Uh, and the game is very vague about, like, what you're supposed to be doing for a while, and so is the trailer, and I was like, oh. But I was like, I, I need something, because I, I also... Uh, so also, no, uh, Monster Train... I ended up getting the DLC, too, because at this point I just played so much Monster Train that I needed the DLC, um, which does affect the gameplay a lot, which is kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, I was like, I need something else to scratch that itch. So I was like, oh, I'll give this a shot. So, so yeah, that those were the two of, like, you know, normal stuff. And then the thing that you did not like that I absolutely loved was unpacking. Uh, I sat through maybe, like, a little over three hours and just sat through and played the whole game all the way through. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, we got to talk about this game. You're like, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Mike. Yeah, I know. It's fine. I, I, I the, absolutely loved it. I thought it was charming. Um, and it's it's really cool that like so it's like a bunch of different scenes. And the first scene's like you you're a kid unpacking your first bedroom that you have by yourself um and then it's like your first dorm and then your first apartment with a roommate and it like actually tells an, like a little overarching story with all the stuff that you unpack and the places that you're unpacking it and i thought that was really cool yeah um, um but it, it's a nice chill game if you want to relax yeah it's it's definitely very charming um i was charmed by it when i started playing it i was actually really into it when i started playing it i'm like oh this is different it's interesting. I'm like unpacking stuff and I'm putting stuff, you know, you put stuff on your shelves and then you put stuff on your bed and you put stuff in your desk drawers. And I'm like, oh, this is this is fun. And then I got everything unpacked. And then it's like things started flashing red. And I'm like, but I liked where I put that stuff. And <laughs> right, then that's... I'm like, all right, it's just a couple things. I'll move them around. I'll figure out where the stuff is. And then I did the whole second apartment. And then it was just like a shitload of red flashing. And I'm like, oh, this isn't fun enough to keep going. <laughs> okay, okay. apparently the game and I were on very similar wavelengths because in no level did I have anything that's maybe more than like two or three items okay. that were red at the end. Yeah. I, and towards the end, like, you unpack a lot of rooms. Okay, yeah, I'm... I'm... <sighs> I like my stuff organized, but I also have everything that I have 
like in sort of weird configurations. Okay. So I, I like weird configurations, but where everything is organized. And the game was like, no, no weird configurations. You put stuff where we want you to put it. And I'm like, like that's not. But uh, but the game's not bad. It's it's definitely charming. It's definitely very relaxing. It just wasn't for me, and that's fine. Um, but it, yeah, I figured you might like it as an audio file because I was reading that they have something like fourteen thousand different sound files. Because if you take the same item and put it on different surfaces, uh-huh. it makes a different sound oh, for every surface. The 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 what the game sounds like is wonderful um, because there's like there's like sort of light relaxing music going on in the background. And then, you know, when you take something out, you put it on the desk. It sounds different than when you put it on the bed. It sounds different than when you put it on the drawer. There's nice sounds for um, like when you turn something. And that is definitely something that I'm into. And like I have played through games that I didn't love just because I liked the footstep noise of the character. <laughs> so that <laughs> what? No, no, no. Just yeah. because you like the way they sound when they walk. Yes, I'm big on I'm big on noise like sounds and especially footstep sounds. Like if you have a game where if I'm walking through snow, it has that satisfying snow crunch. Like I don't care what the game is, I will play that game because I want to hear this character walk through the snow. I'm weird. <laughs> Ooh, good snow crunching sounds. Uh-huh. Oh. It definitely kept me going through some of the more boring parts of that new uh, God of War. Um, and I also love, I think the best footsteps in video games is Dark Souls 3. Has the best Dark Souls footsteps. 3's got some good footsteps. It, the, the best footsteps, I promise you. <laughs> Dude, you should, you should watch... Someone's video on Elden Ring. Those footsteps are good footsteps. I'm, I'll bet you they are. From makes great footstep sounds. <laughs> so yeah, um, <laughs> we're not talking about footsteps. So unpacking, yeah. If if maybe That's I'll go. Idea, though. Maybe I'll go back to it when I when I want to just you know chill concentrate on the on the sounds. But putting putting stuff in exactly the places where they wanted you to put it was like not what I was looking for from this game. Um, I, I wasn't, I didn't go into it expecting a puzzle game, which is a very light puzzle game. Yes. <laughs> but that's, puzzle that's game. what I got. And yeah, I, I wasn't it. And I haven't gone back to it, so I'm not saying it's bad. It just wasn't what I was looking for. So maybe if I go into it with the headspace of, this is what the game is asking me to do. Maybe I'll like it better this time. That's what you got for us this that's, week? Yeah, that's all I got. All right, I, CJ. I played a lot of those things. CJ, you playing any real games or still... St- oh, by the way, great suggestion um, on... What was that Luchador Gummy Bear game that we were talking oh, about? Oh, uh, Burrito Bison. Yeah, it yeah. rules. <laughs> yeah, Burrito Bison. I fucking love that game. Uh, we got done, and I immediately went to my phone and was like, re-download. Yeah, I was playing yeah. it just right before this call started. I was playing Burrito Bison. It's awesome. Gummy Smash! If you wait until there's a sale, I think it was worth it to pay 
like five bucks to have all the ads go away forever. <laughs> it was for me. All right, so I am playing more uh, Great Ace Attorney. I started the second game. I'm in the second chapter of it. Um, no spoilers. It's just great because every time I play that, I'm like, <laughs> do these people like have no common sense whatsoever? Why? Why are the police letting these people who are obviously, um, you know, involved with this? Why are they allowed to be in the jury stand on this game? Like, it's like the, the, the term conflict of interest does not seem to exist in that universe. You know, Ace Attorney, the Ace Attorney games are just anime where you're a lawyer. That's all it is. Oh, definitely. But this one's steampunk lawyer. Oh, even better. Because it's the old school, old timey one. Steampunk. And right now lawyer. I'm going. So wait, there was a whole hidden case in the first game, and you just conveniently skipped over that just to put it in the second game. Okay then, <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. So chronologically, it's a little messed up, and you you definitely have to play the first one, but they're on the same thing anyway. Yeah. yeah. And then very very important, I got my um, PS2 back from the repair shop. Yay. Hooray! Yay. Yes, they do a good job. They do it for a good price, but they are not exactly fast. It's like the old adage saying. So it, it took a while, um, but the laser had to be replaced. Uh, so I, I I got I was like, after determining that yes, the Pound Plus HDMI does look a lot better than the composite. Uh, the first game I wanted to dig out was actually Dual Hearts. Uh, which had the terrible, terrible misfortune of being released less than a week after Kingdom Hearts 1 in America. Ooh. Immediately overshadowed in part because of its name, uh, in part because it was Atlas before Persona 3 um, Fez happened. Um, Yeah, it's a fun, charming little game. I I quite enjoy it. Um, Definitely not perfect. Definitely has load issues. Um but I, I do quite enjoy it. it. is It is of course rare and hard to find now, um, as all Atlas pre-Persona things yeah. are. But I'm glad to get my PS2 back, and I have other games I would like to try out on it that I had maybe purchased in the meantime, and you know, didn't have a way to play them, but now I do. Cool. There you go. Yeah. So not not a whole lot for me. Okay. Okay. Natalie, you've been playing Red Legacy Two. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's just it's very easy for me to pick up and put down, like either for like ten or twenty minutes before a D and D session starts, or dump hours into it in a day to like really make progress. And I'm I'm proud because I'm beating bosses. I finally <laughs> like one of the bosses is like two giant eyes that shoot things from the pupils. And there, you have all of like two platforms to work on, and they are not large. Okay. So, so it's just super two. Proud. It's just two of the one boss from one, because the one boss from one is yeah, a giant is eyeball the, that shoots that spits like blood yeah. in circles. Yep. Yeah. Multiply that by like twenty. Okay. And then there's at some point there's a third eyeball, and it's like oh dear. And oh, you don't get any more. Oh, yeah. You don't get any more space. It's a third eyeball from the bottom of the stage that's just shooting up. Oh no! While the others you are shooting in. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. A, when I when I finally end up with that, I'm gonna have to because I tried to go back to Rogue Legacy one, and I'm on it, New ugh. Game Plus four on Rogue mm-hmm. Legacy one, and I'm like trying to play it, and I'm dying instantly, and I'm like. Yeah. I used to be good at this game. <laughs> yeah. No longer am I good at yeah. this. It's it, it, 
And just watching it as it develops, as they add in, they, like, fine-tune or they add in details. Like, in some areas, you'll run into, like, a knight enemy. And if they're walking in front of a fireplace, the light shows on their armor. And if they move out, it goes... Little things like that bring me so much joy. The sounds are great. And just, I have an overall great time playing it. Yeah. And, like, getting into the new biomes. I finally beat the eyeball, which let me go into a new biome without being like, hey, you're in darkness. Have fun dying. Don't even bother. (laughs) And so I'm in this new area, and I'm like, this is gross, and I love it. (laughs) And there's an... I I won't say. Yeah, I don't. I won't say, because... uh, (laughs) um, Not just for you, but for... uh, people listening yeah. but it's it's so good and i enjoy it and the new classes they bring in constantly and new mechanics it adds a lot of like depth to a game that was had a great concept like rogue legacy one where it's like oh hey your heirs are trying to like get out of this goddamn castle mm-hmm. and adds more to it than just hey go venture and get better oh so yeah. <laughs> i'm enjoying it it's an easy pick up and put down uh i keep wanting to uh play some of the uh dark anthology games like the man of Medan, uh little hope yeah. and i keep just putting it off yeah but one is putting one it off for I'll some play. reason too it's i really enjoy those games <laughs> so maybe by the next time i'm here i'll have played something different <laughs> maybe it's a big maybe chris is chris is very amused by something <laughs> oh let's did i say something did i say something dumb or did chris find something dumb? i think chris found something dumb Oh, are, uh, are we not talking talk, about it? He's getting redder and redder, folks. It's great. Are, are we waiting my... until the break to talk about it? Or okay, we're okay. gonna okay. Cackle now in silence. Okay, let's. Uh, okay, well that sounds like everything that everybody has been playing. Uh, so <laughs> we're gonna take a break. Find out what Chris is just. Just he's so red, he's turning purple. We're gonna find I out what that's all about. It. And then we'll be back talking about nostalgia. Is it because I'm, I'm going to play Stretch Panic on PS2 soon? <laughs> I'm going... <laughs> definitely pick that game up. I'll bet Chris is nostalgic for when he could breathe. <laughs> 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 so we'll be back. <laughs> hello, 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 hello! Friends and neighbors, neighbors and friends, it's your old buddy Jack here. That's right, Dr. Jack Billings, the one and only, because you can be only one. And that's me, Dr. Jack Billings, number one in the pharmacy game, your number one apothecary, your number one dispensary, your number one drugstore cowboy, your number one chemical friend. The only time I'm not thinking about number one is when I'm thinking of my two fine locations right here at the crossroads of opportunity. Yep, we got two shiny locations, downtown and another out by the mall. You know them and you love them. They've got the big neon signs of me, Dr. Jack Billings, winking right back at you. My fine, 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 fine friends and neighbors, neighbors and friends. Dr. Jack Billings, Drug Emporium. Hey, did you know that I'm running to be mayor of our fine, 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 fine town? Yep. It's true. Dr. Jack Billings is running to be your mayor. Dr. Jack Billings 2020. I think you know that I have proven to be a get it done kind of guy and I want to get things done for you. I've even got a campaign motto. I'm on it. So why not stroll on down to one of our 
Dr. Jack Billings Drug Emporium locations, either downtown or out by the mall, I'd love to shake your hand. Let me know what you're thinking. What's on your mind? How can I serve you as mayor? While you're here, pick up one of our free seven-day plastic pill organizers. And why not pick up some pharmaceuticals too? We've got everything that you're looking for at rock bottom prices because I either make them myself in the basement or I buy directly from the source. Either way, I'm eliminating the middleman and passing the savings on to you. So, what do you need? Barbs, Fennies, Reds, Redbirds, Tuis, Yellows, Yellow Jackets? Sure, no problem. Got them in stock right now. Ativan, Halcyon, Clonopin, Valium, Xanax? You bet. Maybe not those brand names exactly, but what we got will get the job done. Benzos, Blue, Candy, Chill Pills, French Fries, Downers, Planks, Sleeping Pills, Tranks, Zanies? Buy in volume and get even bigger savings. Black Tar, Poppy, Al Capone, Brown Crystal? Of course, it's an emporium after all. Codeine, Tylenol with codeine, codeine cough medicine, now in mango, kiwi strawberry, and pork flavors. Morph, monkey, pectoral syrup, just slur the word. 80, OCs, ox, 40, 40 bar, kicker, cotton, maybe, I think we can work something out. Black beauties, pet pills, chalk, crank, croak, crypto, crystal, fire, glass, tweak, white cross. I'm on it. Dr. Jack Billings Drug Emporium. Dr. Jack Billings for Mayor 2020. Welcome back. Now that we're done talking about games with bosses that have giant boobs bosses. Hell yeah! <laughs> We're going to talk about things from our childhood. Um, there wasn't very many boob things in my childhood. Well, you know, Mike, back in the 1930s. Back, yeah, back in the secret. day. It, was, it wasn't until, I think, Dead or Alive 1 was the first game that I ever played with any sort of boob Weavage. physics. <laughs> ah, yes, boob physics. <laughs> and you know what I, game randomly has boob physics? King of Haunted Grounds. Haunted Grounds. I've never even ground? heard of that. It's a the PS2. Yeah. Okay, it's, I know what you're talking about. It randomly has boob physics <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, and I say boob physics very lightly because DOA. I wouldn't call those physics. <laughs> no. Those, yeah. those are some made Wait, up I, you know, It's been a long time. Couldn't you set them to like 99 years old and they'd be like super droopy? <laughs> I don't think so. Was it that you game? Could... There was some game on the PS2 you could do that. Uh, on the PS1, you could turn... It, it was a slider. It wasn't just like boob jiggling on and off. It was like a slider. And you could turn it up to 100, and those things would just, like, go down to their waist and up past <laughs> their head when they jumped around. What is that? This is not what we were supposed to be talking about. No, we're talking about things from our childhoods. And despite the fact that some people think I'm 100 years old, I, me. <laughs> I did pretty much grow up with video games. And, um, yeah, since I was, like, five. But the thing that's been getting me lately is these top-down 
uh, plane shooters because when I was a kid, my dad did not love video games. Like, he wouldn't sit down and, like, play a fighting game with me or anything. Um, he, you know, he didn't want, you know, he, he was an old man in the 90s. <laughs> so, uh, but he did like like 1942 and Raiden. Um, so we would go to arcades and we would just hang out and play top down space shooter, like plane shooters. And there's no reason that I would like these types of games other than for that reason. Like the, the shooters are not really my thing. Uh, I don't really care about planes, (laughs) But every time I play like Skyforce, I've been playing like a maniac. That might be in my top three games, like in in so far as how much time I've spent in them on my Switch. Um, and that's an insane thing to say, but I just I I like those types of games because they give me good feelings of you know hanging out with my dad in the arcade, um, playing. Raiden, Raiden 2, and, uh, he, <laughs> uh, does anybody, did anybody ever have an Atari Jaguar? Oh. You. I can't say that I have. Yeah, I got an Atari Jaguar, and it was pretty much, it, the only thing that ever got played on it was Raiden. Um, and then one day, uh, we were playing Raiden, and the cartridge slot just started smoking. <laughs> Oh damn! Oh dear! <laughs> and they then I happen. never played the Atari Jaguar again. So was it the actual Jaguar? It was the actual Jaguar. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened, but it just it, and it was still playing. Like it was still working as the smoke was coming out of the cartridge Did it have that, slot. like, burning plastic smell? Oh, absolutely. Down in that basement um, in my parents' oh. house where the video games were hooked up, smelled like that for two months, three months. Can... It was... Perfect. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's... I, I mean, and I don't get nostalgic for a lot of stuff. As a matter of fact, I was just with my kid. Um, we went to one of those Timeline Arcades where you pay, you know, for an hour and then you and just then you get unlimited. Anything. And I'm like, we're like going around to these things. And I, I was like, these games suck, right? Like, it's not just me. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, uh, these games suck. So <laughs> I'm not nostalgic for the games. It's just, just those top down shooters, man. I could play those, those plain games all day long. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm nostalgic for. Um, and, and it just sort of poked its head up in the past couple days because that's the game I've been playing uh, was Skyforce, which is, um, if you like those types of games, it has a lot of modern, um, like quality of life stuff that you wouldn't expect in a bullet hell, you know, sh- shoot them up, but it, they're very, you know, they're very easy to play. Um, and very fun. So it, even if you're a little bit interested in those, um, I definitely suggest uh, Skyforce. I'm <laughs> trying to figure out what Brand is doing, 
because this oh, I'm drawing. this background is like fading in and out with your chair. <laughs> and I like all all I see is uh for the listeners out there, Brand has a background of two very buff, very handsome gentlemen from the game Yakuza. And uh yeah, so they're just like fading in and out of view. <laughs> and it's very distracting <laughs> while I'm trying to talk about plane game shooter. <laughs> nice. Fine. <laughs> I'm glad I could distract you. Well, Chris, since you grew up what what in the GameCube era? <laughs> no, I had a PS1. <laughs> How old were you when you had a PS1? Three. <laughs> Jesus. I feel so old. Oh, oh. my God. Oh. The PlayStation Listen. 1 was the first game I, or was the first console that I bought with my own money. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm only 26. That's insane. Ah, uh, yeah, you wee baby. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're an infant. So, <laughs> so I have. I'm a, young. I have a feeling that your nostalgia is going to be different than us old folks nostalgia <laughs> yes yeah probably i'm not going to talk about atari this or genesis that or n64 this i um, hope you no, wouldn't I... talk about n64 that console was a mess yes yes it was <laughs> um but no uh so i i just have a couple moments that i remember really liking um my first one is uh I can't remember if it's finishing disc one or starting disc two of Final Fantasy seven. You know, where Sephiroth does the thing and kills Aerith. Yes. Uh, <laughs> my, my I have this 20 amazing, plus year old spoilers. I have. Oh, it's fine. If you so, don't know if about you, it. If you are yeah, on the Internet, right. you know that Sephiroth kills Aerith. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Wait, what? I haven't played that game yet. Well, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Does that happen in Final Fantasy 14 too? That would be amazing. <laughs> but it, ha- it should happen twice in Final Fantasy 14. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh my god! He kills a ghost. Fla- then. <laughs> flash. No, it's a flashback, and you have to go through the fight again, and then he kills Aerith, and you can't change time. But then this time yep. you're playing as Sephiroth, so you get to murder oh. Aerith yourself. <laughs> that would be amazing. No. So my cousin, when we were in like the end of high school, got like so I beat Final Fantasy VII on my own originally, and then my cousin got a PS One and also got a bunch of old games, and she got seven, and she was having trouble with it, but having already done it, I would I just sat down, I was like I got you, and I just breezed through it, and I got to Aerith dying, and I'm like I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> nope, not gonna do it. Fucking rough. So she 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 tried. She tried. It was really funny. She tried to keep going. I respect that. Because there was a there was a there was a hard fight right after that. And it, it just kept wrecking her shit. So for like three or four months, I was just like, I don't want to I don't really want to play Final <laughs> Fantasy seven. It's fine. It's fine. That's, we'll get revenge for her later. That sounds like my entire life. I don't want to play Final Fantasy seven. <laughs> it's fine (laughs) um but uh and then there was another square game kingdom hearts 2 there's a fight about i don't know if it's halfway or 
maybe close to the two thirds. You fight a boss called Demix. Spoilers for a decade old game, I guess. Dance water dance. Uh, dance water dance. We, me, my cousin, and one of our other friends could not beat this motherfucker <laughs> for the life of us. So, what game was this again? Kingdom Hearts Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So one day we're we're trying. We've died like probably four or five times, and the checkpoint is really far back. So we keep having to redo everything from like the minute you get into the world up to Demix. It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> so this is like four or five times, and we get there, and it's my turn, and we're just like, we, oh yeah, we get, that guy we, sucks. We got to do it this time. We have to do it this time or we're going to lose our minds because it's been weeks. We've been trying this for weeks. Oh, my God. And so we're, we're going and I and I get him down the face too. And we're like, it's going to do it. We're going to do it. And I get him down the face three and we're like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> and then I kill him. And we're, we're all just like, Woo-hoo! her mom, her mom it's... literally came downstairs and was like, why did you guys all just yell? I'm like. <laughs> We're we like, it's okay. Nothing happened. It's it's fine. Everything's it's fine. Such a good feeling when you finally beat that boss you've been working on for an eternity, and then it's just you get that like final blow and the cutscene starts. Oh, such a good feeling. You know what's funny nowadays? I fight him on the hardest mode possible. I'm just like ah, whatever. <laughs> It's like backhand. I win. That's fine. I mean, when when you figure out a boss like that that's killing mm. you that many times, I I don't see any other option than I have a bunch of those. Like I said last time, you know that that last boss on uh, Metroid right, Dread yeah. took me forever, but now I can do it in no time. Same with Blood Starved Beast. That thing gave me such a problem, and now I can no hit that thing because. It's and it's just because of how many times you have to fight him. You you like have no choice but to memorize everything yeah. that 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 it does. There was a boss like that in Rogue Legacy 2 where I was just dying and dying and dying and I had to put it down and I was like so frustrated and I looked up like the videos to be like wait, what's a good strategy? What's what do I use? Who should I use? Because Rogue Legacy, you can it's randomized mm. unless you find something to lock it, and just over and over and over, and she like little like jellyfish that float, it. and then I finally beat it and I lost my shit. Yeah, yeah, it's it is the best feeling when you when you kill a boss that you've been working on. Yeah, it's like what one like my one next of one. these one of these days I'm gonna get. Uh, back to form on Rogue Legacy 1 and do those like alternate bosses that they have. I never even got to the alternate bosses, yeah, so kudos I, to you. That I, game is hard. I have a couple alternate bosses, and I'm like, <laughs> I went into one, like I said, still not in form. I went back to it on New Game Plus, and I'm like, <laughs> uh oh. I, I got to one of the alternate bosses, and I'm like, I don't think I can ever do this. <laughs> I believe hey, in you, Mike. I, I know that feeling. You. Yeah. So I'm I'm only gonna do two more. I promise. <laughs> and they're both from recent times. So Mike, I don't know if you're in this stream, but um, I did runs of Bloodborne a lot and Shocking. and well, like <laughs> like I did like speed runs. Yeah. And 
I never did very good, but at the end of a lot of the streams, I would be like, okay, I still haven't beat Lawrence on my other file, so we're just going to go fight Lawrence. We're just going to fight Lawrence until I, <laughs> until I beat him, and that's going to be the, the end of the stream. How long did it take for that stream to end there, Chris? <laughs> well, I died a bunch <laughs> of times on the, the first time. I was like, we'll fight Lawrence. I'll be in. But literally the second time, I was like, okay, before we end stream, I'm going to go fight Lawrence a couple times. I beat him on my second time. <laughs> Nice. I was not on on the stream where you beat Lawrence. <laughs> That's a it rough was, one. It was amazing, and I did it to um a cover of Nero's theme song from Devil May Cry Five. Okay. And it was just, it was just, it was just. Mm, mm, so you get that mm, ultimate, mm, you get that ultimate badass feeling. It was so good, dude. It was like I think I only got hit like four or five times. Yeah. Again, w- once you die to a boss 700 times you know what yeah. that boss is gonna do and it's so weird i definitely think he's harder than orphan but i think that's right i think that's correct <laughs> like i can fight lawrence no problem now but i still can't beat orphan it still takes me 40 50 tries to beat orphan lawrence it's like five ten maybe I, I think it's just because i think it's the initial um and also orphan has a lot more r&d uh or rng <laughs> r&d is something different <laughs> research and development yeah. that's right he likes look he like looks through the microscope and makes sure how he's gonna fuck you up yeah i'm just i was just thinking that because of work but <laughs> uh orphan has a lot more rng uh and lawrence is kind of the same thing but I, yeah, I do think, you know, when you get that good RNG for Orphan, not that bad. But once like, you figure yeah. out Lawrence, it's the same every time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then my last one, I promise, <laughs> it's from like three nights ago. <laughs> this is this so it's is not really nostalgia. This is no longer nostalgia, but I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> you'll like this. You'll like this. You'll like this. Okay. So my friend and I have the Halo Master Chief Collection on Steam. So we have one, two, three, and ODST, I think, installed. So we did a cross-game playlist. So it's a mission from three, a mission from one, and then a mission from three again. So the first mission went fine. We died a couple times, but we were kind of just fucking around, so it was fine. The second mission is um, one of the hardest missions in Halo 1. It's one of the missions at the very end where you have to, like, leave a library or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, but it they just constantly throw flood at uh-huh. you. I know exactly, oh, like, I'm I'm seeing it playing in my mind. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my god, dude, we died so many times. Uh-huh, as you do. <laughs> we, it got to the point where we were like, we're just not gonna fight anything. <laughs> we're just gonna run our asses to where we need to go and hopefully one of us makes it so that they cross the checkpoint and the other one just comes back to life. <laughs> it, that's always a fun time where it's like, dude, just stay long enough to let me res. Just stay long enough to re- let me res. Exactly. Oh, and it was so... Re- it. So we started at like 1130 and we didn't mm-hmm. finish until four in the morning. Oh my God. The majority of that time was the Halo 1 mission. Jesus. <laughs> so we finish it, and he's getting ready to get off Discord, and one of our other friends pops on, because I guess he just woke up, or whatever. And 
we 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 just we just lost our minds over the fact that we finally fucking did it. It took so long. We didn't even die in the third mission. That's how that's how stark the difference was. <laughs> it, it it just felt it was just another one of those. It felt so good to finally do it. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, man. I'm done. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hear from someone a little bit closer to my own level of nostalgia. Brand. Okay. <laughs> Did you just call Damn. them old? <laughs> Damn, well, dude. A little bit younger than oldest. me. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I actually was going to, my first thing was going to be talking about Final Fantasy seven, though. It's basically about the meta uh, so at this point in my life, I had had a Genesis, and that was the last system I had. And then I was in high school. Um, I hadn't really played a whole lot of video games, but a lot of my friends were into video games, so I like casually played them at this point. But in, in when Final Fantasy VII came out, two of my friends just constantly talked about Final Fantasy VII all the time. Like I was just like, okay, and then I'd ask them questions. I'm like, oh. What are they fucking playing? I have no idea. <laughs> and I really didn't have any experience with role playing games before. Um, so finally, I ask for a PlayStation for Christmas um, and Final Fantasy VII. And so I play Final Fantasy VII. It was nothing like I was thinking based on what <laughs> my friends were talking about. And Sounds like a Final Fantasy game. Not having really played a role playing game, it, it was a little rough. Because uh, if you don't know how. Like, once you know how to play a role-playing game, they're pretty easy. But if you don't know how, you're like, what, the, what is going on? Yeah. Um, how do they get here? But, yeah, I, I have a lot of good memories associated with that. And then finally being able to talk to my friends about what the were <laughs> actually playing. Um, and I have a lot of good memories of my PlayStation. Um, though the one bad memory I have is that my mom told me that she got it off the back of a truck. And I was like, thanks mom. For telling me you gave me a <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> that makes it so much better. That's a pretty baller way to get a PlayStation. <laughs> not going to lie. I don't condone it, but that's I pretty yeah. absolutely yeah. do condone it. Buy those stolen PS ones. <laughs> absolutely. It's expensive these days. Um, another good PS1 one is actually Final Fantasy Tactics, where that's a game where has any have any of you ever played that one? Yeah. Okay. My brother so there's like that halfway point where you save before a battle yeah. in the mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I had gotten to that point two or three times and then just could not beat that battle. Like just absolutely could not. I I actually restarted the game multiple times. Wow. Um yes. Jeez. Uh, and then finally, I think the third or the fourth time that I restarted the game and played it, I because uh, you've got to remember, this is like the late 90s. There's like stuff on the Internet, but it's not like today where you could just like every site has five game facts mm-hmm. for a game. It, it, it's a it's a it's a notepad document with making on, on game facts Im- on game facts images. making images yeah. out of a, yeah. a ski. <laughs> uh. So finally, I I learned how to play the game well enough that third or fourth time that uh, I managed to make it through that battle. And I was just like, yes, <laughs> yeah. So that that one uh, one of the few real like I actually achieved something kind of goals. Um, so yeah, I have, I actually have a lot of good PlayStation memories. That's also like, I had played Castlevania back on the Nintendo and I was just like randomly looking for 
PlayStation games to play, and I happened to pick up Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which none of my friends had actually played at that point, because mm-hmm. it wasn't really well-known until well after yeah. it had come yeah, out. Yeah, it was, it was out for a long time. It, it seems like people who liked Castlevania didn't like Symphony of the Night. Yes, I could see that, because it is really different. Yeah, it's really different. Uh, but I was coming. I was coming from Metroid, so I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yes. Uh, and so yeah, I had just randomly picked that up. I was like, "Eh, yeah." It was like twenty dollars. Uh, it sure was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, and yeah, and so I started playing that. I was like, "Oh man, this game's fucking awesome!" Yeah. And I managed to get all of my friends to play that game because I was like, yeah, this game is really cool. You should play it. And they're like, oh, no. And I'm like, yeah, just play it. It's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> I don't know. You have to do more than just go to the right and beat stuff up. <laughs> I'm a Castlevania yeah, Sometimes you have to go to the left and beat stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes that's all it takes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a good game, and I, everyone ended up liking it. Yeah. So that's that's another one of those cherished memories I have. So, uh, you know, I don't like as a kid. My only real nostalgic memory is probably for Super Mario Brothers three. I played that game so much. I even had like that magazine guide that came out mm-hmm. the time the game came out. Mm-hmm. By the time I was done, that whole guide had just fallen apart yeah. into single pages. Um, so I, I have a lot of nostalgia for that game. I think that I've mentioned it a few times too. Yeah. Uh, but I don't have like a particular story. I just like really enjoyed that in my childhood. So. Yeah, and I've mentioned it before that I also had a lot of great nostalgia for that game. Uh, yeah. I don't recommend going back to it though. <laughs> I think it still holds up pretty well. The the first five worlds hold up great. <laughs> The last okay. three worlds, not so much. Fair enough. Fair enough. I will agree on that statement. Especially when you get the one that's nothing but tubes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all those puzzle levels where you only die because you run out of time. Because yeah. you're trying to guess, you know, if you go to the middle. That's, yeah, that's my only gripe with, with three. Those are probably some of my least favorite things to deal with in games is like, oh, yeah, you have to do it in a time. And if you don't, you're dead. And it's nothing of your own error. Yeah. It's, oh, I got to figure out this level that has a stupid layout yep. that doesn't fit anywhere else in the game. All right, cool. Yeah, that totally feels like a justified death. Yeah, that's that's the <laughs> last three worlds of Super Mario Brothers 3. World, uh, Super Mario Brothers World did uh, really fix, fix that little blunder. Super Mario World is great. Top tier. Top tier Mario. <laughs> All right, nostalgia. Top CJ. Top tier Mario. Top tier Mario. CJ, go. I'm. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, I guess this is going to be pretty straightforward for a lot of other people too. But old school Pokemon, original Hell generation. Hell yeah! Finding that unknown, doing your crazy cheats and shit. No, no, there wasn't unknown in Gen in Gen One. That's Gen Two. There's no way that was Gen Two. Really? Yeah, unknown's Gen Two. What? Missing no, missing no, that's Gen 1, as we talk about a Pokemon that doesn't exist. Yeah, Unknown's Gen 2, although I play Gen 2 a lot, too. Uh, my brain yeah. made a false memory and put it in Gen 1. Yeah, that Pokemon did not exist. I don't um, even know what you're talking about. <laughs> All I know but, is Gen 8. Oh, and Blaziken. <laughs> uh, but it's funny right. because um, 
you know, as a 90s kid, I had gotten burned by quite a number of fads. You know, pogs and uh, yo-yos at one point were pretty big. <laughs> Fucking love pogs. What, you don't love yeah. your pogs anymore? No. I, I think I still pogs. have Simpsons pogs somewhere. So I, I've been burned, and I was sure that this was just some other stupid fad. So it's funny because my mom brought it home, and I was like, no, I'm not getting into that fad. And now it's like I'm still into Pokemon. <laughs> the irony. I definitely, because I worked at EB when the first Pokemon games had come out. I, I definitely feel that because, like, holy crap, there was just everything. I still have a memory of having, they got Pokemon dog tags in, and we had to price every single one. And we must have gotten, like, 300 of them, and I had to price 300 of these Pokemon dog tags that nobody bought. And I was like, I'm, ah! I'm sorry, oh, Pokemon this- dog tags? Yeah, they had, like, like, little pictures of the Pokemon on them. Like, but who's going to buy those? Little boys aren't going to wear them, and they're not girly. I oh, and Missing to... missing No was totally who I was thinking of. Not the unknown, but I... Yeah, yeah, dude. Sometimes I wonder my if my heart. game would even work correctly. It, I mean, I'm sure that... I did have the battery replaced once, like, 2011, 2012. I don't know if it still works, but... I, I mean, who cares? I got that on the virtual console anyway. We're missing number, and uh, the Mew Glitch still exists. Same, I didn't know about the Mew Glitch as a kid, of course. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, missing number that. Uh, and then another one is just spending, like, a whole Saturday or a whole day in the summer just playing Roller Coaster Tycoon on yep. the computer. Um, the funny thing is, like, now, yeah, I'm playing it again because I bought it on Steam, and now that we have Open RCT 2 and all this other stupid stuff, and I, I, I like kind of making, like... Uh, like troll levels to try to complete, and like there's a Discord you can share all your like pre-made things. That's great because I can always just grab a new scenario from there if I think it looks interesting. Hell yeah! But, you know, back then I was actually trying to make a really good amusement park, and I did actually max out the number of rides. I had to delete like half of Toilet Land just to build more action. <laughs> toilet Land. Toilet Land. <laughs> Is it just a park full of toilets that you have to pay for? It's where the restrooms are. It was just this one area where I'm like, I'm going to put 50 restrooms here. I also had, like, exotic seafoods all land because those are just really funny. Well, Um, yeah, you got to put that really close to toilet land so when people are sick from your theme park fish food. I I was watching a a Marcel Voss video today, and I'm like, wait, if you name a certain – if you name one of the NPC things this name, all the other um, guests that they walk by will just start vomiting. And I'm like, I got to mess with that later. Oh my god. The weird shit you could do in Roller Coaster Tycoon was just Yeah, that was just an Easter egg thing. But then I'll say my earliest memory of video games was my mom was playing Monkey Island 2 and we were having trouble with a puzzle and, you know, back in the day we couldn't look anything up and my sister actually figured it out. You're bringing back all the nostalgia games for me. Friggin' Monkey Island, Island, the Cyrus. Monkey Island 2, man. But I kind of know the puzzles now, so... Yeah, I I applaud anyone who figured out some of those Monkey Island puzzles by themselves. <laughs> uh, pre yeah. pre game facts yeah. too. The only one I ever figured out all on my own was uh, Full Throttle. But other than that, I always needed help with at least one or two of the puzzles on everything else because some of those things are ridiculous. Yeah, I only played Grim Fandango for the first time on PS4, and I was like, I, I don't want to cheat. I'm not going to cheat. No, I cheated. Yeah, no, that uh, Grim got Fandango look, like, is... Real... Yeah, that, some yeah. of those things are rough. Uh, trust me, I was not going to play that thing on tank controls just to get a trophy. Yeah, no. 
No. Ah, oh, come on. Tank controls aren't that bad. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, okay. Maybe if you're on a tank. <laughs> I don't know. I beat the original Resident Evil with tank controls. Uh, yeah, this is why I never three. got into those games because I could not stand those controls. Yeah, I only played Resident Evil 1 um, on the remake where it was like faux tank controls. <laughs> like Thing. Especially in a game like Resident Evil, where it like didn't feel like it made any sense to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think even Silent Hill. I think even the yeah, Silent no, all Hill those games, games back in the day. Silent Hill Four sucks. <laughs> I don't think the way you said that made it seem like you think that's a hot take, but I don't think that's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty standard. Silent Hill for the room kind of sucks it's fine (laughs) if you want a hot take about silent hill i really enjoyed downpour so suck on that for a little bit see i was just about to say i like downpour more than i like silent hill for all right well fine my thing we're right we're correct (laughs) it's the actually i was gonna say i do remember the puzzle that my sister solved and like, I could do it on, on, you know, the video, but it's not going to make any sense. Um, audio, it's definitely a visual one. But it's the one where the, you're, you're trying to get the um, the club guy to, I, I guess, I think, fix the roulettes. And he goes, you know, if this is seven, what is this? And my sister actually figured that one out. Wow. Yeah. yeah she was maybe I don't even remember that one. Eight. Yeah, I actually remember exactly which one she solved. That sounds, that sounds like one that I saw and then went... I'm not even going to (laughs) bother game facts. (laughs) Damn, man. All right, Natalie, you're up next because we're running out of time. (laughs) You're running out of time. Get it right. I'm running out of time. As a matter of fact, Christopher, are you recording? No. You're not? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've got three. I've got three and I can make them quick. Okay. Um, spoilers for Bioshock One and Bioshock Infinite. If you haven't gotten there already, well, you've had long enough. You. Um, yeah. No. We're not. We're not doing spoilers on anything over five years old. <laughs> yeah. No. Not even close. Um. So in the first Bioshock, when you get to, oh, I lost his name. Oh. Uh. Ryan. Ryan. What's his first name? Paul. Oh, uh, uh, no, you're thinking of a different. <laughs> I, I was just Andrew. Yeah. Andrew Ryan. Ryan. Yes, there we go. Andrew Ryan. Thank you all uh, for laughing at my joke. <laughs> as, as terrible as it was. It was a dad joke. You're a dad. Yeah, it was a, a joke from like 10 years ago anyway. <laughs> so you constantly have this guy talking in your ear, like kind of guiding you through to get to Andrew Ryan, get you out from this like underwater city. And then when you finally confront Andrew Ryan, he goes, yeah, you basically you've been played. And it turns out that, uh, the guy who's been talking to you is actually Andrew Ryan's like business enemy who basically like fucked everything up Fontaine. And then Ryan goes, make your own choices. Uh, a man chooses a slave obeys. And it turns out you've had a trigger word that you've been programmed with, a trigger phrase of uh, would you kindly. And throughout the entire game, Fontaine is going, would you kindly open that door? Would you kindly make your way here? And so he's been like forcing you without you knowing to move around and take out Andrew Ryan. And so 
when you get to the Andrew Ryan quote unquote fight, it's supposed to be a fight, you think. And Ryan is like, make your choice. Man chooses, a slave obeys, and you beat the shit out of Ryan because you're programmed to. Yeah. And I was just, <laughs> such a good like storytelling moment, and just the fact that like you don't have a choice. Yeah. And then it, you, the whole game has been about you making the choice to get out and doing these things, and it turns out you had no choice at all. Yeah. And then when you do finally get to the last boss of that game, you do end up doing a big dumb boss fight. And it's mm, yes, you do hey, get your big dumb boss fight. You do get your big dumb boss fight in that game, but yeah, it's, you are rewarded. But that storytelling moment yeah, it is has, just it has nothing on that moment of when you you beat Paul Ryan to death with a golf club. It's it's such a good moment, and I will never forget it. Um, and then probably an unpopular opinion, which still I don't agree with. Bioshock Infinite is. More unpopular than I think it should be. Yeah. But once you, they give you that, they give you that what a twist moment. Yeah. And um, you, why can I all of a sudden not remember any of the characters' names? Booker. Booker uh, DeWitt or Elizabeth. Booker, Booker, Booker T. Washington. DeWitt. Booker, Booker DeWitt. Booker T. Washington. Yes. God, you're terrible today. <laughs> he really is. I mean, today. I mean, he's terrible every day. Oh, Let's yeah, be. That's true. He is Mike. Oh. It's a good terrible. It's it's an enjoyable terrible. Um, it's an enjoyable people, terrible is my new. I know it's my new catchphrase for myself. It's it's my subtitle. I know lots yes. of people who are terrible, and I don't want to be in a room with them. And you are not that. So yeah, it's not that kind of terrible. So you're good. You're solid. Enjoyably um, terrible. Enjoyably terrible. Um, so the whole game plays with like time and quantum physics. And all of that fun shit. And you're constantly going up against Comstock throughout the game. And he's your antagonist. And then you get to the end and you realize that there are time splits, not shifts. And you've been fighting against Comstock. And Comstock is just alternate reality Booker. And so it's if you had made a different choice, you wouldn't have ended up as like this dictator in the sky. And you're kind of brought into, like, the ocean of lighthouses that's just basically everyone's choice. If everyone's choices were different, if you had made this choice instead, Booker would have been somewhere else. And it's just an endless sea of universes. And that was just to wrap my head around it was just like great. And I think the key moment was when Booker was baptized. That's when Comstock was born. And to end the game, they just Booker is drowned by Elizabeth, so none of it happens. And it's Except just Elizabeth for some reason. Uh, who knows, man? So many that Elizabeths. Game, it, <laughs> so many Elizabeths. Um, but like that again, they do such a great job in storytelling in those games. I feel yeah. Whereas like it can be, you kind of get lost in it. You're like, wait, how does this work? It. They do a great job, and they know their story beats. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I I think I'm on the same level there with you. I remember when that game came out, and I played it, and I was like, amazing, beautiful, masterpiece. I love it. It's my favorite Bioshock game. Um, it's amazing. And all the reviews were like, amazing, love it, best Bioshock game, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, two it years got, later... 
to, got into player hands and players are like, nah, it's bullshit. And I'm like, excuse you. Yeah, no. It, yeah, I, I don't know what happened. I'm also with you <laughs> on that, guys. I love that game. Yeah. And then I would talk to people and they're like, it was stupid. And I'm I like, think the big I think why people got so up in arms about it is because it wasn't quite the game they were promised. Which I can completely understand. If you look at the trailers of Bioshock Infinite pre-release and then play Bioshock Infinite or the trailers for Bioshock Infinite, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's got that really like creepy, spooky, like Bioshock one vibe. And it feels like some of the things they hyped up in the trailer, like siren heads and all of those, you don't see until the very end yeah. of the game for a very short amount of time. And yeah. so it's a very bright, it's a very bright game scene wise the story itself is dark yeah all over yeah but i think it's a, <laughs> i think the the atmosphere and like the landscapes weren't what people were expecting they expected it to be visually dark as well oh i i think it's better it's, that it was light because it, it is telling stunning. that yeah it's telling that dark story but it's not like nothing's in the shadows. It's all out in the open. And it's I think that's the, the point of the fucking yes, game. Yep. <laughs> and they really play on the choices aspect because very early on, basically when the conflict starts is the stage setting between a white man and a black woman. And you have to make the choice of what to do. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it sets such a tone and really forces the, Oh, this is the world we live in. Yeah. And it's not hiding it. It's not like quietly whispering. It's like, no, it's outwardly. There's hate. There's disdain. There's racism. There's like looking down. It's it did it so wonderfully. And to do that in like such a bright, like happy setting, mm -hmm. you have quartets flying through the air, beautiful clothes. And then to be able to have that just, oh, yeah, it's it's the 1940s or the 1950s where you that's just what it was. Yeah. Uh, well, it was supposed to be more like 1914. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it's, it was like more of the 20s. It's, yeah. I mean, more so in like the tone and the outrage of things. Mm -hmm. uh, like yeah. visually in the aesthetics, the aesthetics and the like. Yeah. 1910s, 1920s, 100. Yeah. I, I'm, um, I'm big. I'm a big proponent of that game. I, I think that game is really good. And I think the way that the story is told is perfect and i think the people that don't like it i think you're right in that they wanted dark dark game shooty shoot there's not enough shooting they, i mean they, they got wanted that the they DLC. wanted bioshock they wanted bioshock one in the sky yeah is what they wanted and that's not what they got no, it's not what they got uh but they did yeah that dlc was very good and it was set in rapture the and it, it ruled and yeah, yeah so you can tell a story Elizabeth. with those characters in that setting and, and while it's and it's still the dlc still allows it to hold on to that alternate universe storytelling yep. this is what would have happened is if elizabeth was in rapture yep. and how booker got down to be a detective in rapture so it's so good yep. um and it's there's a reason I have a, a Bioshock Infinite half sleeve. <laughs> there's a reason. Um, and then my third is Tomba. It's Tomba. T O M B A exclamation point Tomba. Well, You're this. That's Tom B. Shh. <laughs> um, but you're this like you're this little boy. You're this boy, 
and you got pink hair, green shorts, and you run around and you're kind of like almost like a little feral kid. He like hops on pigs and stuff. And I think it's these seven evil pigs have like taken over the world and like changed forests and mountains and landscapes. And your whole purpose is to bring down these evil pigs. And so you run across pig enemies and you hop on them and you flip them over. You climb weird vines and it's a lot of puzzle solving in a 2D platform. So you might go through the first area, get to a point where it's like, oh, this door is locked or I can't cross this pond. And you get to like the fourth zone and it's like, oh, yeah, here's this here's this like duck toy. And it's like, what what do I need a duck toy for? And it turns out you like throw the duck toy into the pond and that brings the turtle up so you can now cross the pond or something like that. So you have to backtrack to find to go through worlds. The whole game is backtracking. It sounds but like a, you like Metroidvanias. Maybe you should try some new ones out. <laughs> maybe. Um, but it's like super cute, super wholesome, like lots of bright colors, um, lots of fun characters that I enjoy. And most of it is 2D platforming. So you're just going across the level and then they play with the 3D aspect. Like you find a mansion at some point and you traverse around the outside of the mansion. And so when you go across one side, and then you go to the other side, the whole map turns and that becomes the front. Um, and certain towns, you'll get like a little like pseudo top down view so you can like kind of work around the town. It's just I love the aesthetics and it's just wholesome and fun to play. And I played it as a kid and I remember getting stuck at a part. I think it was the mansion where I kind of like find my way in or something or I didn't have an item. And so I got stuck and I was like, you know what? As an adult, I want to play Tomba. And it. It, for once, like, the nostalgia wasn't, like, overpowered by, oh, it's a bad game, or it didn't age well. It, like, I can go back and play it as an adult and still get that nostalgia mm-hmm. feel and be able to play it. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I definitely have games that I go back to, and I'm like, this is objectively bad, but I'm still loving this because there's nothing that can overpower yeah. that that nostalgia for some things. And that's that's Jersey Devil for me, where I remember playing it as a kid and it was great. And I liked I just loved that game. And then going back as an adult, it was like, I still love this game. This game is very difficult to play, not because it's a hard game. Yeah, it's like the mechanics are wonky. The controls are bad. Yeah. And you can kind of you can play it, but it might not be a great play. <laughs> OK, uh, mine of that is Nightmare Creatures. And we're going to go around the horn uh, because we don't have enough time to do a third segment today. So we're going to go around the horn and we're going to say the game that is objectively bad, but we still like it for nostalgia purposes. Um and then we'll get to plugs, and then we'll get out of here. Um, so Natalie's... Well, I, I, I gave you Jersey Devil. Yes, Natalie's is Jersey Devil. Mine is it, Nightmare Creatures. Jersey Devil is rated really high, so it's not... Probably for nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Christopher. Uh, uh, I don't have one off the fly. Oh. So, skip. Brand. We talked about mine. Missed. 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 CJ. Uh, now I don't have like a nostalgic one. The one, the one I was thinking of, I kind of played that a bit later. <gasps> just um, say it. Just say okay, it. Okay, Blood Will Tell. 
on PS2. It's a really rare and expensive game now. It is not worth it. It is <laughs> like I like it, but it has so many problems. And I'll admit it's worth going on YouTube and looking at how bad the cutscenes are. <laughs> but it also has a lot of like cool gameplay elements. Like you don't get vibration until you get a certain body part back, and the game starts off in black and white until you get eyes, and then you get color. Uh, of course, the colors kind of just brown and gray, so it doesn't really help a whole lot. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I, I, I like a lot of the concepts, and I actually do like a lot of the like. It's pretty much just you're trying to get all the boss fights, but yeah, it's it's minimal platforming when you do have to do it is not good. Um, its graphics and music are are not really good. I still kind of like it. It is not any worth anywhere near three hundred and seventy five dollars. <laughs> I've that's never a, I've never played a game that I would pay three hundred seventy five dollars for. That's a nostalgia price, is what that is. I have. Yeah, yeah. I did not play that. Pay that much for it. Chris, do you have three hundred seventy dollars to spend on a game? No, but I've played games that I would pay that much to play. Wow. <laughs> I have. I've <laughs> never played one. With? I've never oh, played a game okay. that I would. Pay I'm not saying they're good games, but I enjoyed them enough to pay that much. <laughs> well, what are? What's one of them? Onichanbara Z2 Chaos. <laughs> there you go. There's your nostalgia game that, yeah. Um, I it was also, on nostalgia. It was on the last generation. Also. Well, that's a nostalgia. Yeah, well, you're point. a baby, so your nostalgia could be last gen. Um, so, <laughs> with that, <laughs> he had a little baby tantrum and then he disappeared. <laughs> Into his pumpkin patch. So, uh, yeah. Um,. We're going to do plugs uh, real boys for myself uh, Monday and every other Friday. We talk about movies uh, generation clash. I talk to my kid about music from our different generations. Um, Jack Billings presents haunted apartment complex. Um, we are doing Ronnie should be on soon. Chris will be on soon. Um, we've talked. Ooh. We've talked about Ronnie a couple times. Um, mm. He'll be on soon. Uh, we have one coming up. Um, talking about the Redding butt stabber who got killed and is now a ghost that lives in the apartment building. Um, <laughs> perfect. perfect. <laughs> the butt stabber. Yeah, the Redding, the Redding, Ohio butt stabber. Um, oh my God! Of course, it's Ohio. Was a a character from the last incarnation of Jack Billings presents. Uh, he's coming back as more of a character this time. Um, Love it. And I would like to tell the the McElroy brothers from my brother, my brother and me to stop taking our ideas. I've heard them say in the last two episodes stuff that we say on our show. At least give us credit. Um, (laughs) Chris, go ahead with your plugs. And I'm going to do the same thing I did last time and leave during plugs. And then I'll be back to yell at you. So get your plugs done. Okay. Bye, Mike. Uh. Xenonox on Twitter and Twitch and um fuck what is my YouTube channel called? Uh I think it's I think it's just the lockbox, but I don't remember. So maybe Xenonox is lockbox. That 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 might be it. That's all of my old streams all my old streams are on there. So you can watch me play every Devil May Cry game really bad. Hell yeah. There you go. It only took me 60 hours. Oof. Brandy. Uh, Branchan at Twitter. 
I don't have much else to say other than my cat's going cuckoo because it's this feeding time. So let's hurry up. Right, <laughs> Dinner time. Yeah, my my cat's uh, she she's upset with me. She uh, she's so cruel to me. She bites and attacks me after a shower because I smell bad. Ugh. You got after, a plug? After a shower. Ugh. She doesn't like how I smell clean. You got a plug? Adopt the cat anyway. All right, plugs. Plugs. Yep, that's it. Just adopt a cat. Adopt All a right. cat. Natalie. Twitch.tv slash Shothra. I haven't been streaming lately, but maybe that'll change. Who knows? Um, other than that, donate to the Trevor Project. Help at risk LGBTQIA plus youth. They need it. And it's a good cause. So Trevor Project, go donate. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks with more nonsense, as always. Tom Foolery Mike, abounds. Mike's old and should be bald again. And we will see you next time. <laughs> everybody say goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye! Goodbye!